Hey guys. Hello. I'm Alexis. I'm Christina. And we are Pitpat. Yes, we are. <laughs> Long time no see. It's been a while. It's... It has. I haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, it's been like what, three weeks or something like that now? Maybe yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. That's crazy. What have you been up to? How's work? Uh, it's been it's been pretty well actually. I gained more hours, so now I'm gonna get paid more and everything. So that's good. Money coming in, it's a little bit more. I get to save a little bit more. That's good. It's nice. It's nice. It really is to have like money and stuff. Absolutely. Income. I know. I can't. The big green. The big green. <laughs> yes. In other news, wait, did you want to say anything? I was gonna say like same thing. Like, I came home and like immediately started working. I, like, where I've been working. The grocery store where I used to work, except I don't work in the deli. I work um as like an online shopper, so I, I get to peruse around the store with all your friends in and just Ooh, pick the groceries fun. for them. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun actually. That is really fun. Oh my god, that's an online shopper. And then it's like, well, like we're online. You just go ahead and like get their stuff for them. Yeah. And then like, ah. um, if something's like out of stock, then I get to pick something to like substitute it with. Do my little scanner. <laughs> it's fun. It actually makes the day go by really fast because like some orders could take like easily an hour, an hour and a half. So I'm just like consistently shopping all day, eight hours. Well, that's actually a really, really good job. That's actually a really like stress-free job. Right. It's really so nice. It's so much better than like standing in the same spot for eight hours at the deli doing like the exact same thing because at least for this one like the orders are different and sometimes they're like really funny like i had someone order like 50 cans of baby food once and i was like what's going on <laughs> or i had i literally had to pick out like toenail clippers for some customers like it's, it's toenail clippers? yeah oh they wanted like four of them so i was like okay i've had rat traps ordered so many things it's, it's very funny oh yeah the people who don't want to leave the house they're like hey you know no one will judge me if i buy this online and pick it up instead <laughs> right it's so funny it's very convenient though because like when my mom was sick like literally just last week she placed an order online and then i just went to pick it up <laughs> for her so Interesting, interesting. The life of this pandemic is so interesting to me. Like, and it's still going too. And it's still like, in a way, getting worse. But like, in a way, it's definitely been shaping society like crazy. Like, I've watching, I've been watching like commercials recently, and I mean, some of them are so fit for the like the time period. Well, let me charge my phone real quick because my phone is about to die. <laughs> so I've been like, I saw this ad a couple days back, and it was like for it was a paid programming. It was, it was like late night. I think it was like two a.m. For some reason, I was still up. I mean, I couldn't sleep. And I was watching TV, and there was an ad for like a special mask. They're like, oh, it's supposed to protect you against COVID, and it and it becomes a necklace. If you wear it on your neck, it like turns to a necklace. It's like, hmm, this is so coronavirus specific, <laughs> right? Like you would have never seen that at all in like 2019. Exactly. Or like it looks like those ads you watch in history class that are like specific to that time period, and you're like, oh my god, that is so like coronavirus era. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, not the era. So coronavirus right era. <laughs> I'm in like COVID era. Like, what? <laughs> so what concept is your news video? Coronavirus. <laughs> I'm sick. I hope you never do that. We don't want to relive that time. <laughs> yeah well speaking of isolation and staying at home when you're not you know not have to go to do anything um i have been re-watching all the harry potter movies oh really uh-huh on peacock they have them all on peacock so i've been watching them all from like one to seven and it's been like it's been a whole trip re-watching it as a 20 year old in my 20s it's definitely a whole new experience and watching it when i was like 12 or like when i was growing up it's definitely like damn so dark as i thought it was yeah for sure there's definitely <laughs> a lot more stuff to understand Oh yeah, and I understand most of it now. And like back then, I was just kind of like, "Oh, this is a lot. Of this is so complex for me." But um, I know what Hogwarts house is, you know. Like it was just like more like fun loving back in the day. And now we're watching it, and I'm like, "Damn!" Like it started out, me watching first, and be like, "Oh, this is so sweet!" Like they're all going to like little like houses and getting selected, and they're all going to play like some Quidditch and have a grand old time. And you get to, like when you get to like movie three, movie four, you're like, "Ooh, this is this is not for like kids." <laughs> right? It's like very dark, very quick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially like the whole like dream sequence parts of I think it was Order of the Phoenix, something like that. And he starts to like dream about Voldemort, and it's. It's like some real PTSD stuff. Like, I'm just like, how did they not, you know, diagnose this PTSD? Like, do they not have PTSD in the Wizarding World? Because a, a lot of people have PTSD in the Wizarding World. Um, <laughs> like, it's a lot to think about that he's dreaming about these things and he doesn't even know if they're like real or happening at the moment. And when people start dying, it's like, damn, this is, this is not, 
this is not something that I would like show to like a two-year-old I know <laughs> honestly I feel like if you think about it from the very beginning there's always that sense of like this is a little on the darker side because like it literally just starts off with oh yeah kid dead parents and a family that bullies him like the vibes are just off from the very beginning also the beginning you like I know what you mean by it looks dark, but at the same time, it looks like there's like always that sense of hope. And you're like, oh yeah, this is only for like little kids because you know he's gonna break free from this family and he's gonna find a better one and he's gonna learn magic and stuff. And it's gonna be the coolest thing ever. And you watch like Chamber of Secrets and he's still at that same house. You're like, hmm, maybe they're not gonna leave. Maybe this is not gonna have a happy ending yet. <laughs> right, like when every movie starts with him back in the same spot, you're like, wow, it just doesn't get better. <laughs> it just doesn't get better. <laughs> Literally. Oh yeah. And I watched Chamber of Secrets and I'm like, what's the problem with him not living with the Weasleys? Like, he could definitely live with the Weasleys if he wanted to. And yet Absolutely. he didn't choose to. Like, Ron adopted him from the first woman he met him. And I'm like, you know, if you didn't want to live with your crazy ass aunt and uncle so bad, why do you go back home with him? You could have just stayed with, I don't know, the Weasley family who actually love you for no reason. Or you could stay with the Grangers. I'm pretty sure the dentist would take him in. Like, why is this yeah. something that doesn't cross his mind? <laughs> I know, like, he's like, let me just go subject myself to this verbal abuse again. Again? <laughs> maybe it's in the books. There must be a reason. Or maybe there's no reason. He's just like a kid who didn't really consider that as an option. I don't know. No, but. Like, as, like, an 11-year-old, I would have been like, hey, my family's kind of abusive. Can I stay with yours? Like, I wouldn't use the word abusive. I'd say, like, hey, I hate my family. Can I just stay with yours? <laughs> like, Weasley, the Weasley, like, absolutely loved him anyway. And I'm like, why? Why didn't he think about that for, like, one second at least? Like, there's no common sense that he could have just, I don't know, left the family that verbally abused him and singled him out every single day. Good series, though. Very good series. I definitely have something to watch it again. Just, like, fill in some of the details that I feel like I missed. Because I was trying so hard to understand everything being turned on me at once <laughs> during the first, like, watch. Oh, yeah. For a good, I, I was never a Harry Potter person growing up. Like, I had a lot of friends who read all the books and they watched the movies. And I know they like, claim their house as their personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, I mean, it's it's definitely like, I remember watching when I was like, I don't know, like, I was watching when I was like nine or 10. And I just couldn't get into it. I'd watch, I think it was Chamber of Secrets, Order of Things, like that. And my, my mom actually brought it home. We watched it on DVD. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess I didn't understand it back then, but it was just a lot taken. Absolutely. And as I got older, like, I'm actually watching it as, in my 20s. And I'm like, this actually makes sense now. Like, this is actually something that's something that I actually like would kind of. It's kind of good. <laughs> like, it's kind of good. <laughs> it's also really fun to, like, oh, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but when you rewatch something and you know something's going to happen, but then you pick up on smaller, like, details that were foreshadowing it the whole time and you never realized it. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. That's a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Or, um, you definitely, like, after I watch seven, I'm going to go back and watch one again. Like, I'm rewatching, I'm supposed to watch all of them already, but I just never really, like, paid attention to it. I think I was either, like, doing something else while I was watching it, or my friends were watching it, and I was like, I'm going to get some snacks, and I missed like, a good, decent bit of it. But I'm, I'm, re- I'm going to rewatch seven today, part one. I don't know if I should watch, watch part two. I might like stay up a little later tonight and rewatch part two as well. But anyway, um, after I rewatch seven, I'm gonna go back to one and see if I like, catch anything because one is so like it's so eerie in the case that it's so hopeful and cheerful. Right. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. like for people who people who like have already seen it or at least know the story, it's like uncomfortable because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like it's just it's not as happy as it seems in the beginning. But, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, that's what makes it good though. Mm-hmm. Like, there is that kind of twist. Not everybody likes that kind of stuff, but I I do. Yeah, I I actually do. Oh, I always say this. I'm like, I'm gonna go back and read the books. And I look at the length of the books. Like, I have friends that when I was like, when I was like seven or eight years old, people would, my friends would actually read from like, from like page to page. Like, they would actually be reading it at all times. And I'm just like, the, I think what always did my Harry Potter series, and I never got into it, was because of the length of those books. They're so large. I know. <laughs> They're so large. Like, the story's great. I would get sucked in, I feel like. But as an adult, I don't have the time to like sit down and read something like page to page that big without having to work in between or having to go to the restroom in between or having to like think about, think about catching up on everything. Like, if I miss something in that, I would have to like reread it again. And it's so, I don't know if I would ever get a hair power to the point where I could like know what happens in the books from page to page. So maybe I'm just more of a movie person. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I feel like it depends on the genre because like, yes, I'll watch the movie a couple times, really get into the story. If the book is shorter, sure, I'll go for it, maybe. But if we're talking like anime and I really like it and I want to read the manga, the manga will be read in like two days. Mm-hmm. But it's but then again, a different format. Yeah, exactly. And like the um, manga's different though. It's just like, it's so much shorter. Like in a way, it's a way shorter. But the, problem, the thing that makes it so like, a whole saga is the fact that a lot of it's just dialogue and 
it's long in the case that the pictures are big yeah that sense. what takes me so long too is like they draw out these intricate action sequences and i'm like literally trying to visualize them in my head so i have to like <laughs> stare at a page because i'm like how is their leg doing that because you know what they're drawing so I, I don't know exactly what they're doing but i try my best to kind of like see it as i go yeah, it's also um, when you watch when you watch manga, you have photos. You have like pictures and sequences. In a way, it's not like when you like, if I read Harry Potter, like there's words, literally just words. Yeah. You would have to like visualize it in your head the like, Voldemort Harry Potter like duel, <laughs> duel that duel fight like the fight. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like so the wand is out, and then there's a beam, and then there's like you know like, if you watch the movie, you're like oh there's just a visual there. You know, right. <laughs> more a visual person. I think there's more visual people that would just like to see like things happening without having to make it up in your mind. It's so hard to like. When I was like seven, I think I could probably be able to do it and create a really vivid photo in my head. But to like visualize it in your head and watch it on TV, it's totally different. Mm -hmm, for sure. Like in a way, it's like I ruined it. I watched the movie first because when I watched the movie first, I started to visualize it as like Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter. I'm, I I see Anna Watson as Hermione. You know, like, I don't have like a vision of them in my head like most people would when they were to read the books. Like, like you know, yeah, like my roommate because she read the books. She's like a huge fan. She knows like most of the ins and outs. And I watched them with her, and she would tell me things like, "Oh, well, technically Harry Potter doesn't actually look like this." And I'm like, "I can't picture anybody else." That's like, oh, I know. Well. but the book <laughs> describes them differently, so I'm like, I I can't even picture that. It's like Daniel Radcliffe not as Harry Potter. Then who? Then who else? <laughs> right? Exactly. Literally, exactly. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, another series that I actually really got into, but they, the movie's versions of them were, like, terrible, and they kind of, like, ruined the whole deal. But Percy Jackson. I would read those from, like, page to page, and I, like, finished the whole saga in, like, a school year. Like, a whole school year. I was, like, reading them, like, in my free time. And um, and the books are smaller, but the story, I feel like it's more intricate in a way. Like, it's interesting. But anyway, when I would think about, like, Annabeth, working on the characters, I always match them differently in my head than, like, seeing them on the movie. The movie was terrible. But anyway, um, like, that's what I mean by, like, it's so much more different to like visualize it in your head and have imagine like the imagination of the whole scene happening and then to watch the movie and be like kind of disappointed it's like oh so that's what you think they look like <laughs> and i kind of feel like harry potter fans are kind of like that when it comes to like small things very true like i feel like one of the most frustrating things is probably like plot holes or like maybe they have like a favorite scene or something that they were just waiting to see on screen and it never happened that's so funny oh yeah oh yeah 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 exactly and um oh yeah like i have so many scenes like that that I'm just kind of like in other books that I've read, they're like, this is not how this is supposed to go, and this is not like why didn't why couldn't they fit this one in? It was like less than a minute, and they could probably just fit this one in. It's my favorite scene ever. Um, but also Harry Potter in general, movies are like two hours long, and you only fit so much in two hours. That's so true. You can only fit so much in two hours, and they make it longer. It'd be like too long. It'd be insanely long. But also the book in general is like a day read. If you just don't like think about anything else, you just consume. It's like a whole day's worth of reading for like at least like maybe a couple books. Very true. Honestly, I really admire like the writers of the scripts because I don't I don't know how they do it. Like, how do, you, oh, yeah. how do you put this together? Like, how do you know what details to pull out? Like, what dialogue do you? It's so, it's mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watched HBO series recently, but um, anyway, they, they went back to Hogwarts, in quotes, of course. Um, and they were talking about the when they did um, Sorcerer's Stone, well, Philosopher's Stone in the UK version. And um, and they said that they were just being kids the whole time. Like, in breaks and stuff, they were just, like, playing games and stuff like that. And they just didn't, like, have to think about too much. And the adults and the, and the directors like that, they had, like, corral them to make sure the scenes were done well. And I can just imagine, can you imagine, like, 100-plus kids all dressed in different attire? And of course, you have Emma Watson, Ruby Grant, and um, and Dana Radcliffe. Like he's like these like kids, and you have to like make them say lines. You have to make them like behave and do well, and make sure the scene goes properly. <laughs> can I just imagine the pure insanity and chaos that must have taken place? Like, oh my gosh, it's I could just it's unimaginable. Like unimaginable. Absolutely, I can't imagine the the noise just in that room in between like scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been like astronomically loud. Oh yeah, and um, and it was like yeah, just. I think about it so much and I think about like just the growth of a person like can you imagine at age like eight or nine years old and you had to play this character and you have to kill playing this character for 10 years the amount of growth a person would have to go through to just play the same character over and over again it's like and as a person looking from the outside in to see a character see a person play a character for over time and have to go through puberty and have to like go like be an adult like by the end of it they were all young adults like I don't know how to think about that I'm like damn that was a whole personality trait at that point <laughs> but in the back of their head they were like 
if I was in this situation, but like as this character, what would I do? And they're just like eating breakfast in the trailer. Like I feel like they're probably always thinking about their role throughout their life. In the back oh of yeah. Life. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, and like not a, like they're all really close friends. Like they, once you spend so much time with that cast and you spend so much time just nonstop being with those people, like they become family. Like can you imagine like that group chat? Oh my gosh, that group chat would be so chaotic. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> Harry Potter group chat. <laughs> oh my gosh, and they're all like in their thirties now, aren't they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're all like married or getting married soon, or even close to getting married and have like a full on career outside of that. And like, damn, it's a wonderful story to like rewatch the Harry Potter series for the plot. But now they like see the growth of the person from the first movie to the seventh movie. It's um, yeah, probably gotten completely off topic now. But anyway, good stuff. <laughs> you can talk about because like they spent so much of their lives doing that specific role. And you can see like physically how much they've changed. Obviously, like the role is the same. But we go from like babies to like adults. Yeah, so, I know. Like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine being a director for that. Like to like start out and have to crawl those kids for like a whole movie, and then by the end movie, everyone is like, okay, now scene, and then everyone is like, well behaved, and knows exactly what they're doing, and are like full on career, like they like know what they're doing for the rest of their lives, and they've been acting for years, and this is just like clockwork. Right. Like wow. That's crazy. Kudos to everybody in the acting industry. Kudos, honestly, and I like how a lot of the cast of Harry Potter they started really young, but they all turned out pretty good adults. They all turned out to be really good people. Yeah, their careers have pretty much continued. I know, and they've all like. They've all, they're all rich now, definitely. <laughs> Once you do that for your like beginning of your career, you have no worry about money for the rest of your life. I can't even imagine like what does a child do with all that money? Put in a bank account for college. <laughs> you're right. At the same time, like how do you do college when you're filming like stuff like this? Oh yeah, I remember actually have breaks in between or something. You know, like I could probably like spend a whole summer at home or something. Or that's true. I'm they're all homeschooled, I think. True. I'll just be like in my little camper writing like my essay in between like scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine all like the cute little like. They're all like really young, they're all like staying in a circle doing math together. Like, what'd you get on that problem? But they're all doing like math together. <laughs> That'd be really cute to watch. That is cute. But also, imagine having to be the instructor. Oh my gosh, no. Like, only got to come through just to like accommodate for child actors. Oh my god, yeah. But also, there's a small part of me that wishes I was born in the UK just so I could be an extra in Harry Potter. Like, wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? To like, I don't know, be on the set and have to be one of the extras, but you're like sitting on the tables and you get to like witness the scene happen and you're like in your robe and you get to like be part of one of the houses. That's one of one moments in my life. Like, damn, wish I had that. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder where all those kids are now. Hope they're all doing okay. Hope they're all doing just fine. Me too. They put in their their good hard work. I wonder if they use like the same like group of students throughout the the movies. Great. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, it'd be hard to notice because there were just so many of them. But like, that'd be so cool. I know, right? And also, I I would love if they like sorted them anyway. Like, even if they didn't get shown on screen or something like that, or they um. Like, I wish, like, you know, they had a set of ropes, and you could, like, pick which one. If they'd be, like, Harry Potter, like, pick which house they associate with, maybe they can, like, pick which table they're going to be on. Yeah, that'd, uh, cool. that'd be the coolest thing ever to, like, pick and then be that person, be, like, that extra for the rest of the movies. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be that special. <laughs> I think it's special. It's a little interactive. Probably makes you feel, like, closer. I know. Just, like, damn. Harry Potter's pretty cool. Like, I'm real honest. I am in my 20s. We're watching Harry Potter, and I gotta say, this is a pretty good story. This is a pretty great plot. Like, it's, it's, it's not very, like, jumpy. It's very straightforward. I like that. For sure. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I also, like, I also wished that the directors for Harry Potter would have jumped onto Percy Jackson and, like, done an actual series for Percy Jackson that wasn't crap. That's the thing, like, it's already been done, and remakes are, like, really not common. So it's like, you know, that's a thing. No. <sighs> they could have done better, I'm just saying. They could have had the success of Harry Potter if they just put effort into maintaining the plot. Oh my gosh, I'm just so upset about it. I wish they were the same as Harry Potter and like did it right the first time. That's very upsetting. <laughs> uh, 
Also, there's so many movies out there. I'm like, damn, if you just follow the Harry Potter sequence, you would have done something good. So many books out there that just got ruined because of bad filmmaking. <laughs> you would think they would learn from the mistakes in previous works. Oh, yeah. Like, no one, no one has done anything Harry Potter. No one has done anything like Harry Potter. That is, like, yeah, saga to movie. I think you're right, because any other books that have become, like, a movie saga. I don't know if they've been as critically acclaimed. I know, right? Harry Potter series. Or it's just, like, the fact that, like, you can see the improvements in, like, overall technology and CGI. Mm-hmm. Movies, like, as time goes, too. Like, they actually mm-hmm. put in the effort to learn and, like, make it better. It's still a little flawed, but, like... Exactly. Fun. Exactly. And, I mean, Marvel has done an amazing job at, like, sticking with some sort of comic-ish to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, damn, like, book, like, paperback book sagas into movies have only reached so little success, like, higher than Harry Potter. Like, there is... I don't think there's any saga that I've ever seen that has ever reached that level, like, that Harry Potter has reached. Like, oh. Uh, it's one of the things that kind of upsets me, honestly. It's like, damn. Damn. They could have done better. They really could have. Like, <clears throat> so much. So much time wasted. If they just had gotten a fan. If they just had gotten, like, a fan that genuinely liked the book to sit down with them and say, like, this is terrible. <laughs> just have them absolutely trash their movie. Yeah, just say, this is absolutely terrible. Remake it. <laughs> they should have been. It's frustrating. Honestly, it makes me feel bad for, like, the authors as well. Because I feel like, I mean, they put their whole life's work into some of these. And they had a certain vision. I was supposed to turn out and it just didn't not not in every case because there are some books that have become movies that have been good but like some of them are just they're not it you're not that guy <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh yeah hmm trying to think avatar the last airbender oh they would have made it great if they just cast the right people had great filmmakers and then just made it work like so many times so many times i'm like this cast would not do it make my own make my own cast like you know what if i had the money to do it i said you know what i'm making my own avatar remake yes. movie you know um also, if it were up to me, I would continue that saga. I would continue the cartoon. Like We need Avatar back. <laughs> I would continue the cartoon and then make a live-action movie that actually looked good. Like, yeah. actually looked good. That's what I would do. If I had the money to do it, I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. And sometimes it's about the people who you pick to be a part of the cast, too. Like, not that they're not talented, but sometimes they don't look the part, or they're, they're just not, they're not that good. Like, there are better options. I know. Like, I think we, we could definitely make an Asian cast that would actually work for Avatar. Yes. We can make it on the spot. Right now. We can make it on the spot right now, honestly. I feel like you put some, more than me. Put in some Korean actors, some uh, Taiwanese actors, some, you know, just like sprinkle it in. Sprinkle right. it in, that good, good juju, and then right. make it work. Actual Asian actors. That's the whole point. Yes. And of course, add some South Asian actors, some Southeast Asian actors. You know, like, add that good, good. Yeah. That good, good. Exactly. That isn't white. <laughs> You're so <laughs> right, though. You're so right. I had to say it. I had to say it. Okay. I don't know why they're so afraid to just accurately portray a character. And it's like, it's okay to ask for help. If you need, okay, ask for if you help. need like some pointers from that specific community, just ask. They'll be more than happy to help you, especially if you're willing to learn and make oh, your yes. products better. Yeah, yeah. Like technology has gone to the point where now we could actually make a really, really good live-action Avatar movie if someone is committed to the craft and actually provides good representation. And oh my god, speaking of some amazing representation recently in Kanto. Shout out to Kanto. That is a good example of great representation. Like the spectrum of diverse <laughs> colors in that movie. Um, amazing representation of hairstyle types. Um. There is a little bit of everything, and I love it. I love that movie mm-hmm. so much right now. It's like one of my favorite movies at the moment. It's just, it's so well made, and I have no complaints. Exactly. I am, the, I am the number one grandma hater in the world. You're number one grandma hater? The number one abuela hater is me. <laughs> it's not going to change. I never try to make you feel bad, bad for her at the end, but I still don't like her. Yeah. I guess that's how you know it's good, though, because they really showed you, like, just how much she traumatized the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But also, it plays into, like, that whole toxicity of kind of, like, selfishness and... And then I guess the ending of what it means to be a family and what it means to take care of your grandkids and what it means to, I guess, support the people that you love and not, I'm trying to think about this. You have like a better moral. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right though. You're very right. It's hard to like 
put such a heavy topic into a movie because like realistically you're not gonna make up with your whole family in, like two minutes but like they did a good job of putting it together especially yeah. for a kids movie. i guess i feel like sometimes they say it's a kids movie but like the message is a little heavier oh yeah like the kids watch it for the songs but like us kind of us young adults who watch it for i guess what it means to be in a diverse group of people and not be singled out as different, I feel mm-hmm. like. There's so many now between the, like, the black sheep of the family and like how they're not accepted in the community, but in a way, maybe they have their own gift that isn't yeah. something you can place in a box. Ooh, that's a good one. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been so much like controversy around it, both like good and bad. Like the good stuff is obviously like, the representation, like the good music, the variety of like artists and everything, everybody that was involved. And then there's like that whole problem with like the white people and how they're just trying to claim that movie. Or be like, oh, well, these characters are obviously like, I don't want to be mean, but like, oh, like this guy's gay. Like, no he's just he's just a person of color he doesn't have to be <laughs> not everybody is <laughs> but yeah like just because like Lisa is like tomboyish I guess she still wears a, like it, it doesn't have anything to do with her sexuality she's just a lovely little gal a strong little gal mm-hmm. exactly and it's more than just I guess the more than just like oh this person's part of community this person's part of community you know like it's not it's not meant to be claimed in any way they're in Colombia I think that's enough to be said but like the main big deal is the story the plot the moral of the story exactly. the impact it has on Latinx community like the like it's more than just it's more than just like oh this person's really different sexuality like you know like right like first of all how do you know that second of all you can find that somewhere else but the story wasn't made for that purpose exactly so exactly. change it they're so goofy <laughs> they're so goofy or just like like i've seen people say like oh so and so is hot that's like a 15 year old can you please, like just just get some help <laughs> please <laughs> this is a family friendly environment just get some help oh my gosh <laughs> Like that's not that literally was never one of my thoughts. Like I never was like oh my god, I was like oh he's so cute. We're like oh my god, he's beautiful. But it's not like I'm in love with this person. I'm in love with this person, except Pedro, the uh like the the abuelo, the um the grandfather. Yeah, he's that's acceptable. <laughs> obviously, an adult. he is so good looking. That that aside, honestly, great movie. It's a great movie. What do you have to add to it? I feel like you know it's nice to hear your point of view on it. Honestly, I saw a lot of like obviously like my own family in it. I don't know where I would place myself specifically. There were some things that changed between like watching it in Spanish and English. Like a lot of, no, I guess not too many, but some of the complaints I've heard is like, yes, they're from Colombia, but they don't sound like it, like accent wise, because Colombian accents are very, very distinct. It's like one of the most beautiful Spanish accents, but like you can't tell that's where they're from. At the same time, it's hard to find sometimes voice actors that can really like pull the role together, because some of the actors that they used voice the stuff for English and Spanish too. So I really enjoyed it. Honestly, for me, it was like just like fun. You just like just to hear something that sounds kind of like what my everyday environment is like. Like especially the music, I heard some of the instruments. I'm like, oh, this is so like homey, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what was nice about it. It wasn't even like the visuals as much, because I know some people care more about like, oh, this person looks like me. It's representation, of course it is. But for me, the representation was more in like the the environment, the food, the language, like that kind of stuff. I thought was really nice. I really wish they added more of like people like were from Colombia to voice the actors. Yeah. Um, but I see like it's going somewhere. It's not going somewhere. Like I see something happening there that isn't something that has been around very until very recently. So yeah, absolutely. It's a good movie. I don't really have any complaints about it because my sister like <laughs> she watched it with a friend and she's like an orchestra player so she's big on like she listens to the musical aspects of things and she watches stuff she's like the music wasn't oh that God, good and I was like but that's not the point I can't believe she literally did we don't talk about Bruno we don't talk about Bruno is like, like ever. it's such a good song it really good. is and it sounds it sounds good like one of the things about Lynn <laughs> shout out to Lynn, <laughs> shout out to Lynn. <laughs> it's like he managed to make music that sounded good in every single language like every dub that I've heard the, the songs have been so good mm-hmm. just, I don't know how he did that I don't know who was casting like the voice actors but like it, it turned out so well like in every aspect oh yeah oh yeah it's so good like the rhythm i feel like that's the key to it the rhythm the beat the musical aspect to it the um the overlaying of, of uh the overlay part where they start playing like the verses with top of verses top of verses oh that part is so good it's not chaotic i feel like you can only fucking overstep that line of being chaotic 
it kept the song going. It had the overlap as a background sound. And then it had Maribel in the front center saying like, she wants to find more about Bruno. She finds out about Bruno and she feels the aspect. And like, you could hear the tone of the music go up. It's like, oh, there's suspense. There's suspense there. And it's so well made. It's so much more than just, oh, it's the song about Bruno. It's not, we're not gonna talk about Bruno. Um, it's, and then the little like, it has a little bit of Bohemian Rhapsody to it in a way though. Like it has like that little bit where it goes, like goes from like top to like very quiet. It's like very like strong, intense to like kind of acapella-y. And it has a little bit of like a little bit of everything. I like it. I like it. It's yeah, good. Very experimental in a good way though. Does it turn out really well? I think if there's anybody that could have pulled it off, it's definitely him. <laughs> it's definitely Lynn. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the first step. Like you said, like obviously they're not all Colombian, but just using like Latin American artists in general, put it together is a big step. You're doing good. Didn't they get Maluma in there? They did. Shout out they to did. shout out to Maluma. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I think he played uh, Mariano, right? Yeah, he did. He played like the the the, the boyfriend, the boyfriend hunk of dude. Yes. Who kind of looked like him, just with like longer hair. <laughs> Didn't he looked like Markiplier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he kind of does. Oh my gosh. Just like the also really like the art style of it. You know, it's very colorful and it has a very nice like overall look. Like yeah. more than it really highlights their gifts. Especially I love Isabella's like flowers when she pulls all the flowers like that. Like it has a really nice color dynamic that I like. Yeah, it was really, really pleasing to the eye. Pleasing like to the Every single laugh like that. It was so smooth. So much to be said. Yeah, I hope they'll continue to do stuff like that. And I appreciate our representation with like Coco and Encanto and stuff, but I hope that they'll dive in others, like other countries, other cultures. Like I want to see like Asian countries, African countries, stuff like that. Like like authentic, because obviously in like films, it'll either take place in a certain spot or something, but I want. I want to learn about their culture, like their family dynamics and how it's different. Yes. More amazing music. I feel like Disney did a good job of just picking people to make good music. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big music fan. I love a good musical. I love a good, like a good, a little piece of bit and piece of every single thing. You know, like it isn't just, isn't just like the same music over and over again. Like we had, like Soul came out last year and that was amazing. Oh my God, yeah, Soul was so good. Oh my God. And then we had, um, like, oh, they're actually doing something about representation of minority cultures and it's actually going somewhere. Like, it's not perfect, of course. I think we perfect the actual criticism and it's something that will always happen, but mm -hmm. it's it's going somewhere. And that's what I like about it. You know, like it's, we don't, the light is not, we don't have reached light yet, but we're walking towards it. And I feel like that's so interesting. <laughs> right. I think the most interesting, one of the most like eye-opening things about stuff like this and like more representation in media is like, not to go back to like white people, but I guess they really are like the, the problem. But like, you see them like loving all this stuff, but then you think about like your own experience and you're like, but the people that I was surrounded with didn't like this stuff. Or, like, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I could share that with them, so I feel happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, now like people are finally enjoying this. But at the same time, I'm like, ooh, it's so weird to like share that with someone because like, mm -hmm. I feel comfortable. Like with the music, I'm like, these people actually like to listen to this kind of music. But like whenever I put it on, they're like, oh, what is this? It's it's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works either, honestly. Like I don't know. Maybe because our childhood is just kind of like, oh, people didn't accept us back in the day. So like, what's the trick? Yeah, exactly. Like, like this now? Um, are you are you joking? Like, is there something? Are you tricking me right now? Am I being honed? Like, <laughs> right, like, where was this enthusiasm a couple years ago? Exactly. I mean, it's, oh, better, it's better late than never, for sure. Yeah, better late than never, but also, why so late? Exactly. <laughs> 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 <sighs> it's all good stuff. I like, I like, I like the representation media. Um, also, it's really important that it's done well. I feel like that's another nice summary of our podcast today. Is that it's just there will always be criticism of media. You only do so much in a short span of time, but also when you can, even if it's for one minute, do it well. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think it shows a lot of respect for that group of people if you do it well the first time. Yes. And never use the excuse of talent is too, is not enough. Or never use the excuse of we don't, we can't find this person because they don't exist. You know, like right, <laughs> definitely, exactly. definitely don't use like race as a, or like to never use, oh, what am I trying to say here? Anyway. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Never, if you want to make something, make it well. And if you can, get opinions about what you want to do and make sure that it's, it's done to represent the right amount of people that isn't just oh this talent pool you know like mm -hmm. grand talent pool every once in a while don't use the same actors for the same thing over and over again unless it's for meaningful purposes correct you yeah. know and 
definitely use representation, a good mechanism for everything you do, because it will affect people's lives, no matter what. Like, I've seen, especially recently, a lot of kids are fighting themselves in movies, and it's something that I didn't grow up with, definitely. You know, like, when I was a kid, I couldn't pinpoint myself in a movie, and now I can see, kind of see a person in, my, in like, my vision when I see a movie now, which is something that a lot of kids didn't, like, I didn't grow up with, so. Right. I guess that's something I want to add. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of jarring, almost, because, like, before um, I even watched Encanto, one of my, like, friends sent me a picture of one of the characters, I'm like, oh my god, this looks like you. I was like, who's that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's super cute, but who is that? But it was, like, kind of endearing. I was like, oh, you thought about me. Yeah, it looks like you. That's amazing. Yes. I was like, you know what? Maybe it does. <laughs> like, I could actually just, like, wear what they're wearing. You could cosplay as Maribel. You really could. Because they see, like, gray paint my glasses. Sorry, <laughs> Yes. I feel like Maribel's a mixture of my sister and I, because my sister has the short hair. But we both look similar. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> we both look like her. combined as one person. We both have glasses. We both have, like, the same features, hair. Mine's just longer. <laughs> you could cut it short, though. You've had it short before. True. I thought the one how to style it. Because last time I cut it short, I had a side part, and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. I need to go to my barber, too. Because, like, last time I got it trimmed was, like, Thanksgiving break. But she didn't do my layers. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, short enough? Like, there aren't enough layers. So my hair is just kind of, like, straight, wavy, kind of. Yes. It looks nice, though. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to wait a little and then go to the professional salon that my mom goes to, which is a little more expensive, but, like, she cuts it really well. Mm-hmm. And it looks healthy, so. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes. Shout out to film filmmakers. And Shout out to people who actually are getting down and saying, like, representation does matter and community representation does matter. And we need to find people to represent a community of people in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my God. That's, I guess, the moral of the podcast. Yes. If anything. That's it. You got anything to add? Um, stay warm or cold. We had a big snowstorm here. We have another one coming. So <laughs> stay warm if you're on the East Coast. Stay warm if you're in the South because it's cold down here too. Really, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Stay warm in general. Cover up. Stay warm. Warm up your car at least like five, ten minutes before you use it. <laughs> Do you find ice? Um, use the uh, antifreeze. <laughs> yeah, wear ice. Um, don't slip and fall. Don't die. Wear boots. Wear gloves. Don't get frostbite. Don't think you're cool by going out in short sleeves and t-shirts. Right. Get your booster shot. <laughs> get your booster shot. Yes. <laughs> uh, stay wary of Omicron. Omicron will get you. It's one infection one so far this year. Correct. So definitely be wary of Omicron. Um, take care of yourself. Sanitize. Put masks on. Um, Eat healthy, drink water, exercise once in a while if you can. Um, I wish good luck and for- good fortune in your future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good luck. Chinese New Year. Yes. Uh, Chinese New Year is on the February 1st, so you're celebrating. Be wary of celebrations. Um, you're the Tigers coming up, aka my year, so all the Tigers out there, shout out to you. <laughs> Stream Tiger Inside by Super M. Tiger Tiger. <laughs> That's the theme song for this year. <laughs> Honestly, yes, it's the like the whole it's gonna it's gonna be playing it's gonna be a new national anthem honestly we're gonna be playing it at all the stadiums so be wary of that <laughs> oh my gosh yes chinese new year celebrations are gonna be fun i think my school's gonna do some stuff to honor that so i'll probably go to any little events i have on campus learn more about it we can even do a podcast about it one day if you want to yeah, we could. just have you teach <laughs> have me teach what i know even though it's very little all i know is that it's my year and i get to say that it's my year the whole year <laughs> hey that's that's important <laughs> all right guys we'll see ya take care bye bye